Hello and welcome to According to John. I need to turn this down. How are you today? Oh, man, it's good to be back with you at the microphone, Pastor John. <sighs> hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we are going to talk about what does it mean to be salt and light. And so as we uh, venture into this topic and discuss uh, how a Christian should be, how we should be acting, what it should look like, I mean, there's a whole lot. To this question, Jesus stepped inside of us when we called on his name to live in us. And he is salt and light and his essence is in us. It's part of our calling. It's not the funnest part of our calling. (laughs) And and, and let's be honest, it is challenging to be salt and light in such a crooked and perverse world. Yeah. Yeah. Because the world is so evil. They're saying, you know, evil is good and good is evil. And so being salt and light today is probably the, it's just like being salt and light in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. You know, it wasn't a, wasn't a fun place to be. It seems like everything we do, everything we say, everything we think is in direct contrast to the woke community that we woke up, (laughs) we woke up into this world today. So we are, um, and it, it is so frustrating it is so frustrating to be there. I think we have to kind of tune it out, just tune Christ in uh, instead of being politically correct or being constantly fearful of what people are going to think. I, I mean, I don't want to be rude, and I don't want to be mean. No, no, I, I don't I, want to be vengeful. I do. I want to be rude. <laughs> no, I don't want to be mean I. and vengeful, but I want to be rude uh, sometimes. I've never seen you be rude. But I'm just saying, it's because I, I... Oh, your flesh. Sure you do. I, I, yeah, flesh. yeah, yeah. I want Jesus I to shine. That. Yeah. But I I legit could take my elbow and, and elbow punch people. <laughs> I, I know you could, but you never do, Johnny. I know. But I'm I want not, to. I'm not going to let you put yourself down too much, okay? In I know the, the capability the, is there. In the in the flesh, in the flesh, I would... I would yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we need prayer. Let's pray and then yeah. we'll get started. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this time together. This time to just look into your Word, Father, to glorify you, to have better understanding of your Word, how it applies to our life. And Father, may we be challenged with this question to make sure that we live to glorify you and not ourselves. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay, so here's an interesting thing for you. Um, you know, Sherry and I had to go to North Carolina. We were on our way back, and I was driving a bus while we stopped at a gas station. It was midnight. It was late in the evening. We were actually exited off to get a hotel. We pull into, and, we, and by the way, we're in Virginia, like just north of Richmond, Virginia. And we go into the hotel, we go into the to the gas station, and. Uh, we were going to just see where a good hotel was, right? We go into the gas station, use the restroom. I come out, and there's this lady going around to these guys. And she's like, is that your bus? Is that your bus? She looks at me. She goes, is that your bus? And I went, yeah. She's like, I'm going to kill you. Only she's using the, she's dropping the F-bombs mm-hmm. everywhere. You don't she, expect that in Virginia. <laughs> she's shouting this. Dude, she is shouting like the whole gas station and, and, and it's probably twice the size of Stewart's, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's one of those stop and yeah. shop ones. Right. Yeah. She, and then I'm looking at her 
And the other worker there, and he looks at me, he rolls his eyes, and then she goes, I'm going to gut you. I'm, you. You're in my territory. Like, I mean, flipped out, right? And she kept screaming, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so I, uh, Sherry comes out of the restroom, and the, by this point, the lady has walked out. <clears throat> And was she on staff there or just a, no, she was just, just a, customer a customer that came oh, in. Wow. She, she saw the bus came in and yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and so then she says this or anyway, so, so she leaves and I looked at the guy and he was like, dude, I don't know. And a customer walked up to me and he said, he said, <laughs> he goes, uh, she sounded pretty serious, man. And I go, who is she? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I looked at the, the guy that worked there and I said, dude, who is she? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm thinking, man, this isn't going to be good. Right. So I got to go outside. I don't know what to expect. She was out there with her boyfriend. When we came in, I saw them sitting off to the side. So we go to walk outside <laughs> And well, before we go outside, I looked at that <laughs> right, wrong or indifferent. Hey, you know what? Give me grace here. <clears throat> I looked at the guy that worked there. His name was shy S H Y. And I said, uh, he's, he's a big black guy, big and I, but a super nice guy. And I go shy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you would walk me to the bus. <laughs> know, right? that's, know, that's almost what I'm thinking. Uh -huh, yeah, that's what I'd be thinking. And I said, I said, uh, shy. Because by this time, Sherry's caught on to everything that's going on because of what the customers are saying, the manager's saying, shy's saying. And, um, and I told shy, I said, hey, um, if you hear a loud bang, just call the law. You'll know what it is. And he looked at me and he goes, you got to do what you got to do. And I go, I don't know what to expect when I go out there. So I'm expecting the worst, but I will stop it instantly. Right? So I go outside. She's there with her boyfriend. I have Sherry at the angle. So if anything should come our way, I would be in the way. I have Sherry get in on the driver's side of the van. So that, cause I didn't want to go around. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to go to the passenger side cause they were up more on that side than on. And, uh, and then we got in and, and drove away. Meanwhile, the whole time we're walking out, I have my hand on my hip, <laughs> obviously <laughs> for obvious reasons. And, uh, but praise Jesus, nothing happened. Right. So here's the thing. When she was in there screaming obscenities at me, like screaming, I'm going to gut you. I'm going to kill you. You're on my turf now. And I'm like, I have no, I have no clue. <laughs> and obviously all these, you know, expletives going in with, with what no New York license plates involved or anything. No, no, I guess, no. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina tags. Yeah. Right. Maybe she didn't, I don't know. Maybe she didn't like the color of the bus. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. So I did not say a word to her. As a matter of fact, I didn't say a word to anyone except for uh, to Shy when he was like, man, you need to be careful going out there. And I said, if you hear a bang, just call the law. You'll know what it is. That's all I said to anyone. And I walked out. Dude, that's like people are crazy. And I have to be a shining light. 
how did that's hard because <laughs> the truth is i wanted to punch her in the face right there when she's screaming how old of a guy was she she's probably about 40 okay wow it's crazy yeah and she's screaming i mean screaming to the point the whole gas station stopped watching yeah 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 and, scene. Made it and i am scene. seriously threatened here yeah yeah, because you don't know. She's got no backup out in the parking lot, and you know who knows. But hey, Co welcome! Yeah, co coming out the door, I'm like trying to find her. <laughs> well, the prophecies say perilous times shall come. <laughs> there you are, perilous time, right? And 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 even in situations like that, you have to be salt and light. Well, that's right. You know, it's and I think the salt and light for me was the fact I just didn't respond to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you turned the other cheek. Yeah, I, I was very, I mean, I didn't turn the eye. I turned yeah, the, turned the cheek. cheek. You kept both eyes open. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> but I think that's where you were light. Oh, you were light. You didn't, re, you didn't, didn't uh, respond. You didn't all. retaliate. Uh, yeah. But you were wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. I think you, I think you got a B plus to an A minus on that. Dude, I'll, I'll take that, man. Okay. That's, that's a point too. Yeah. Even I'll give you a point for that. Charlie. Man, I'm, I'm in. I'm, dude. This is a good day. So you're having a good day. <laughs> we had a good lunch. Um, man, that, that Mexican restaurant is so good. We high. No problem. I know. No problemo. It was sitting outside, a nice cool breeze. What is it? Like uh, 75. Yeah, it's out. beautiful. Beautiful day in upstate New York. Yeah. Breeze, yeah. low humidity. Outside of the taxes and the in the government, uh, it was a beautiful day. Dude, you get rid of the government. <laughs> I, here's the truth. I love New York. I do too. I love the people here. I love upstate New York. The people, once you get to know them, are fantastic. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> now, before you know them, they're not. not they so could care less. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> they're busy. Once you get to know them, though, they're fantastic. They are. The weather is fantastic. The four seasons. Um, it's fantastic from uh, like April 25th through October 15th. Yeah. After that, uh, you need Jesus a lot. <laughs> yeah. But even that, I, I, I like the, I don't mind the cold. Um, the only thing I can't stand is the politics. I can't stand the yeah, politics. Yeah, see, that's why we're here. Salt and light in I New know. York. And I can't stand the libtard mentality. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, not from all, but from many. <laughs> I understand, John. I've been here 44 years. If I'd have been doing my job better, maybe it wouldn't be. Yeah, so I got you to blame. <laughs> I gave him my best, came to the Capitol, and still haven't turned things around. Oh, my goodness. Hey, guys, let's get on the topic here. Uh, what does it mean to be salt and light? And the reality is all that that we shared says this one thing, that we live in the same world that you live in. Yep. It doesn't matter where you go or who you are, where you're at, who you're around. What matters is that in every situation, you handle it in a manner that would be pleasing to God. Yeah. And, and we're living in an age that is very different from the, the world that you and I grew up in, especially me, because I'm about 10 years older, 15 years older. So you're not that. How old are you? 68 now? and a half. I'm an old dude. So old rocker, old hippie. Dude, you are. You're 13 years older than me. Yeah. You know, I was smoking dope by the time you were born, dude. You're 13. <laughs> Cheech and Chong. Dude, I came out looking for the lighter. <laughs> 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 It's not part of the text here. That's not the kind of light we're talking about, John. <laughs> but meanwhile, back to the text here. Johnny needs to be getting back in the saddle from time to time. So I'll step up to my oh, co-host so uh, thing, get Johnny back. 
But this is a serious calling that God has put upon us, and it's probably never been easy to be salt and light, but we're being salt and light in Sodom. If God was giving a movie title to America today, it would be Sodom 2. We're living in an age where people don't have that that natural decency and politeness and kindness. That Matthew uh, chapter 12 says, no, 24. Matthew 24. (laughs) 24, 12 goes on and talks about how... um, Love of many will wax cold. Will wax cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're here. Yeah, mm-hmm. people. I remember we mentioned other podcasts. John bought lunch for a, a gal at the local sub shop, and she she said, <laughs> "You made me feel uncomfortable." And she told him off. He didn't say a word. Exactly. But all the people behind the stand were siding with John. They right. wanted to claw her eyes out. Well, she just it was, went it off was, on you. It was all because we were COVID. Everyone's wearing a mask, oh. and I got within that. I got within that six, feet. that six feet. Never did figure out why she told you up, but she did take her free lunch. She bought her lunch, <laughs> and she still told him off. And yeah, because she said I owed it to her for making her uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So just it's crazy days. But you know what? Jesus never asked us to do something that without that that he won't give us strength to do. Right. It's not some kind of impossible thing. But, you know, just like that, that incident in, in midnight hour in a strange state uh, in a gas station and being told off and being threatened, uh, still Christ in you yeah. just turned the other cheek and still was wise and oh. didn't do something stupid. But wise as a serpent, harmless as a Yeah, and that's what you did. Christ in you did that. with. If that would have been you or me without Jesus. Oh, dude. You know, it's like, hello, you don't treat me that way. I would You don't treat anybody that way, and this would be the last time you do. So, you know, we would do vengeance in a second. But uh, Holy Spirit constraint keeps us from doing vengeance. But he has come into our lives and into our heart for a reason. So he can present himself to the world through us, and he was salt, and he was light. And and that's what it comes down to. And, guys, so— what does it mean to be salt and light? Because what we see through the scriptures is that Jesus used the concept throughout the scriptures of being salt and light. And as a matter of fact, here we see in Matthew five thirteen, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And so what we find is salt and light, salt and light, salt and light, and salt and light makes a difference. Believers in Christ are, because, you know, salt is a preservative. There's, there's really two things that salt's used for. One is a preservative. And we are to be the preservatives, if you will, to the world, right? We are to uh, preserve it from uh, uh, being evil, well, you know, the opposite of preserved is spoiled or rotten. Yeah. And uh, the salt is a preservative primarily in meats. Right. And you leave meats to themselves, they get really, really foul. They'll get rancid. Real quick. Real quick. And real, real bad. Yeah. So there's that preservative element. Right. Uh, uh, I'm salt and uh, to my family to have a standard. I'm salt in my, uh, my in the marketplace where I'm in and out. Um uh, setting an example uh, for, for culture in kindness. Well, and, and the reason is, and it's just, listen, people think, people think that back in that day, the time of Jesus, you know, that they were slow and didn't know anything. Well, I'm going to tell you, they were way smarter and way further advanced than what people think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And 
uh, and first off, they didn't have computers to do their thinking. They actually had to think for themselves. They knew how to grow, uh, live on the land. They, I mean, they, they would starve today so quick if they oh had to go back in those goodness, days. Oh, my goodness, right? So we are to be preservatives in a world or a culture that we're in uh, because it's such an ungodly culture, just like it was back then. So, uh, Psalm 14.3 says this. They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. We also see that in Romans, right? It's re- this verse is literally quoted in Romans. Uh, they've all, uh, there's none good, no, not one. Then in Romans 8, 8, it says, So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And so if we're going to be preservatives in the world, if you will, right, the salt, if we're going to be preservatives in the world, um, guys, we can't be like the world. We have to be different. We have to be something that can actually help bring life rather than take life, such as the world. I, it just, I don't know. Um, I think I think we need to, as as Christians, and, and I think that's one of the biggest problems today with Christians is you can't tell them apart. You can't tell them apart from the world. Yeah. Big, big changes there. I'm not advocating legalism, but I am talking about moralism. Well, the the, the problem with the church today is in the effort to reach people. We become like the people. We have become the people. Yeah. You know, when I got saved, I didn't want the church to be cool. I wanted the church to be holy. I wanted the church to have a, a lifestyle beyond how I was living so they could bring me up. I didn't want to bring the church down to right. my thinking. I want, and God wants to, to raise us up. So this is a very, very serious part of, of the Christ walk, of the journey of growth, of taking seriously our calling to be salt and light. I was thinking of Jesus, who is salt, who right. is light. How did he handle himself? He's our model. Mm-hmm. How did he handle himself? What the hypocrites, man, he got in their face. The religious leaders, the hypocrites, he, he, he got with. But with the people who were hurting and broken, he was kind. And he loved them. He, and he, he, yeah. he received them as they were. Yeah. And But he, you know, that woman taken into adultery, he said, go and sin no, no more. more. I forgive you. Right. But I then there was an you. expectation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was salt and he was light. So you can flesh it out by just watching Jesus working with people through the gospel, there's the woman at the well in John chapter four. She was a harlot, a Samaritan, and he met her where she was. He was kind. She was right, shocked. The disciples came up. You're talking to a Samaritan. She's a Samaritan. She's a harlot. What are you talking to her Remember about? Remember we did that podcast. It hasn't went up yet, I don't think. Um, but we did the podcast on the uh, Sandlot insult. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was great, Johnny. Put that up quick. I got to get that one up. You. I got to get that one to go. That'll go you play ball too. like a girl. <laughs> but Jesus met uh, her. He was salt and he was light right. to her. He was so kind. You know, being yeah, because salt, she got saved. Yeah, yeah, but seeing, being salt doesn't mean you're rude. He wasn't rude. He was right. very, very kind, but he right. was also truth. Right. And he kind of got in her face and a love. She enjoyed right. his presence. And he said, well, why don't you go tell your husband? And he was setting her up. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I don't have a husband. This is true. The man you're with isn't your husband. You've had five. Oh, right. I perceive that you were a prophet. <laughs> but see, he made contact with her right. heart. Right. That's what salt does. It makes contact. Mm-hmm. And until that salt makes contact 
with the meat, the meat is going to rot. Right. It's got to be, there has to be that presence, has to be that contact. And as, as we're going to be salt and light, that means we can't just hide out in our high right. houses against, uh, separate ourselves from the world. We got to get out and mingle in the world. We're in the world, but we're not of, of the, the world. world. Yeah. And that, and that's a great, that is a great illustration of the preservative. And then the second use, that's the first use of salt. The second use of salt is a flavor enhancer. Yeah. Food without salt, man. <laughs> Dude, you know what the best is? Steamed broccoli with salt. Golly, I'll take it. It's so good, right? Or corn with salt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who can eat corn on a cob without salt? Oh, man. Not me. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm not even interested. Some in people it. even like salt on their watermelon. I'm not a salt on a yeah. watermelon person. Are you? Actually, it's pretty good. I'll pray for you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just in the same way that salt enhances the, uh, the food's flavor, followers of Christ, we are to enhance the world. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, just my mind goes back to the law when they were doing the offering and they would have the grain offering. They'd make bread and offer it to the Lord. Yep. And he said, don't offer it without salt. Mm -hmm. So there's an expectancy because salt was, was more valuable in those days and, well, and than it is today. Thing. Salt is a positive influence. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, listen, we were just talking about salting the, the food. It's a positive influence. If Christians aren't the positive influence. Makes things better. Really Christians does. should make things better. Should uh, bring up the at, at the at the uh, office. They should bring up the morale. We and uh, we should be uh, salt and flavor enhancers. We enhance the environment. We're we're positive people. Uh, we don't go down the gossip uh, highway, right. and you know we try to stay away from that because well, Luke, we're Luke, salt and we're light. Luke six thirty five. But love your enemies. Do good. Lend hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when you, you think about the effects of salt, uh, you know, a flavor enhancement and then, then we, we should be the flavor enhancement to our family, to, uh, the workplace, to the marketplace. Absolutely. I've seen you do that and I, I try to do it as well. I'm out in places. I just, I'm, I'm salt. So I, I'm, I talk to people openly in New York. People don't really stop and talk to us too much, but right. you know, we're salt and light. So we talk to people all the time. And, Listen, and how many times do you get the strange look? Like, why are you being nice? I mean, in New York, like, we're not used to nice people. Yeah. And literally in New York, it's like, what do you want? <laughs> like, I had people ask me, especially in early days, where are you from? Because I, yeah. I don't talk like a New Yorker. Yeah, so, you're not from where are you, where you from? Yeah. And I said, well, well, why do you ask? By the, by the way I sound? No, you're just friendly. And we're not used to friendly people here. Right. When I go to the South, I always mess with the people. They say, you know, I'm from New York. We're not used to all you nice people. You're hard <laughs> to get used to. And they laugh. That's funny. Well, you know, we are, we are, we're to be nice, right? Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. If you legitimately have Jesus, man, you should have joy and you should be talking and, and, yeah. and the love of God should be shining through you. I read a book on evangelism uh, a number of years ago. It was written by a lady and it's, it was called Out of the Salt Shaker. The salt shaker doesn't do any good. You got to get it out and right. shake it. You got to get right. the salt in contact with society. Yeah, verse 15. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. That's what we are. Get it out. Listen, you got to turn the light on. You got to shine. And if, you, if the salt's going to make the difference, you got to get it out of the shaker and you got to present it and make contact. 
and today Christians want to fall silent or they're like, well, I'll just let them see my, my lifestyle. But if you're not going to talk about Jesus, they just think you're a good moral person. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. I always do things in Jesus name. Uh, I'll be out in the parking lot, especially in the winter. I see some older lady at Walmart going to get that cart back to where it belongs. She's not going to leave it in parking lot like a lot of younger people do. She's 75 year old. She's going to get that cart back. So I'll go and help her say, let me get that for you, ma'am. Oh, that's so nice. And then I'll say, I'm doing this in Jesus name. Yeah. And I've had people freak out. Give it back. I'll take it. <laughs> but most people are like, oh, that's a wonderful thing. Right. So I just want to connect any good works that I do with Jesus. Well, that's the thing. It has to be unmistakable. In John 1, 1 through 10, and I'll read it quickly uh, so that we get the whole gist of the idea. But this passage is too important to let go. It says here, and, and it's literally what, what you were talking about. Whatever you do, you do in the name of Jesus and let them know, listen, for the love of Jesus, right? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made in him was life and life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, verse six is where it switches gears for us, mainly John the Baptist, but it applies to us as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. It's like the Jesus. moon it doesn't have its own light, but it reflects the light of the sun. Of the sun. And we're like the moon and Jesus is the sun. And that's what it's talking about. And then in 9 and 10, it says, that was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him, referencing Jesus. But John the Baptist, what did he do? He was like, I'm giving witness of the light. I was sent by God to tell you about Jesus. Mm -hmm. who is just about to appear. And I'm going to tell you, John was unmistakable. And Christians need to be unmistakable. John was so awesome that some of the people thought he was the Messiah. Yeah, I know. And he, but he did no miracles. Isn't that neat? Yep. He was a light bearer, man. He reflected yeah. the light. And it's interesting, yeah. uh, another time at the end of Jesus' ministry, some of the people that rejected him said, well, if he was really the Messiah, he'd do a whole lot more miracles than this. <laughs> <laughs> Yet they thought John was the Messiah, and he did he no did miracles. <laughs> like, if people are going to reject God, they can reject, reject him for either side of the coin. Oh, they Amen. Can, they can create whatever they want. Um, you know, to talk about uh, if we lose our, our saltiness, it's because we've walked away from God, if you will. Mm -hmm. Luke yeah. 14, 34 through 35 says this, salt is good. But if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Listen, you're, if, if you've lost your walk with Jesus and you've lost your love for Jesus and you're no longer, you no longer have a light to shine, the, according to this, you're not fit for the land or the, the, the garbage dump. Yeah, That's strong. It's very strong. It's very true. He's not kidding here. You're not fit for the land, and you're not even fit for the dump. You're missing it completely. Golly. Yes. And by the way, that's this is Jesus talking. He's not mincing words, and he sure enough is not politically correct. <laughs> you're, not, you're not good for the land. You're not, you're not good for the garbage heap. You're good for nothing. Oh, my goodness, man. Now, when you say that out loud, people are like, oh. I'm offended. Well, you need to take that up with Jesus because 
Jesus is the one saying you're 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 not even worth going into the dump. Strong language, <laughs> but he's serious, man. He's serious. You know, there's before Christ, I looked at. At, at Jesus, and I'm thinking, what what can you do for me? Can you get me off dope? Can you can you clean me up? Can you help me? Can you give me peace? Can you give me direction? What can you what can you do for me, Lord? And then He came into my heart, and I I don't really think so much anymore at all about what can He do for me. Yeah, I think what can I do for Him? Yeah. And and boy, it's just it's just the total opposite how it once was. What what can I do for you, Lord? And He said, Well. I'm living in you now. I want you to be willing to suffer reproach right. Right. for my namesake. Right. And all who live God in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Yeah. And when we are salt and when we are light, there'll be people who, who love us for that. Mm-hmm. But there'll probably be more people who hate us for that. Yeah, more than likely. You know, whenever I'm out, like, for example, I, I went to this uh, Lowe's. I had to pick some stuff up. And, and the price was so expensive. And I looked at the guy and I was like, man, if there's any way you can help me with this, any discount, I would really appreciate it. And he did. He gave me a nice discount. And I'm like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. But I, And I said it out loud. And then I looked at him and I said, I just want you to know, man, I'm so appreciative of, that, of what you did. But that was a Jesus blessing, not a God blessing. Because, That's see, Jesus, here's yeah. the thing. When we when we say, like, oh, God, 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 God. No offense. Well, there's no offense because everybody has a God. Yeah, but when it's Jesus, now when you, Charlie, when you are very specific and you call out the name Jesus, now, now, you're unmistakable, mm-hmm. and now you are the offense. But if you don't call out Jesus, like I, I listen to people and interviews with with these rich and famous people and and, oh yeah they're saved look at their testimony and they give their testimony for example and i really like sylvester stallone i think he's i love his movies you know i think especially uh the rockies you know except for three three kind of didn't do well yo adrian (laughs) yo adrian right um i love his movies and and rambo let's listen Rambo was cool, man, right? Uh, some of them got a little far-fetched, but, but for the most, I, I liked his movies. And they put this thing up, Sylvester Stallone is a Christian, and here's his testimony. And for 20 minutes, he gives a testimony, right? But you know what I never heard come out of his mouth mm. ever? The name Jesus. Yeah. And I, I told... My wife, I said, I really hope he's saved. I really do. But if you don't hear the name Jesus, and all you talk about is God, 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 God. mm. There's the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow and every every tongue is going to confess. It's interesting that neither is there salvation in any, in any other. other name. Title God doesn't cover it, like you said, because that could be anything. But Jesus is God with us. He is Emmanuel. Yeah. He's God with us. That's that suffering reproach. Right. And that's a very important part of, of, of this Christian walk. And we're living in a day where prophetically we're told that there will be a falling away first. Yep. And that day is here, people are turning away from yeah. Jesus. Yeah. They'll have religion, but they, right. they're shying away from Jesus. And um, 
we're told that all who will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer well, and here's the other thing jesus says if you're ashamed of me before men i'll be ashamed of you before my father so if you're not mentioning the name jesus uh, yeah are you really saved yeah I mean, god th- is not is generic real, this is a real question and here's the other thing just because i have white substance in my a white granular substance in my hand does not mean it is salt or a preservative mm-hmm. right so that could be the fake so if you say God, that how do I know you don't have sugar in your hand? Yeah. Right? I mean, my, my point being is if you're not going to be name specific, there's no preservative there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I think if 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 you're gonna talk about God and you can't say the name Jesus in with your salvation or in with your walk, or you're not praising Je- Jesus, I a hey, thank you, Jesus. Not thank you, God. I mean, you're better to say thank you, Father. At least yeah. then, at least then, there's a, a a biblical reference. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Yeah, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. <laughs> right. I, I still got to go. Jesus. I just, I just can't get enough of Jesus. So, are you really salt and light if you leave the name Jesus out of it? There's a real mm-hmm. question. There. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll see a um, a police officer or a military person eating alone in a restaurant, and I'll go in and and um, pay. You know. Pay sure. the twenty dollars and and the tip. Yeah, and, I'm all about it. And then uh, and then the waitress says, "Do you want me to tell him who paid for it?" And I say, "No, just say somebody paid for your bill in Jesus' name." And I just I just that's so important to me. Well, you know what's interesting because I do that as well. I think I might have learned some of it from you, John. And now I'm finding waitresses that will go, "Oh no, I can't say that. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to say that." Mm-hmm. Really. Really? See, to me, that's the most important part. If she's not going to say it for me, I, I, I'll, I'll just say, I'll hey, say it myself. I'll say it myself because it's all about Jesus, that uh, uh, that uh, he would be preeminent in everything. So, uh, boy, the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, Jesus, Jesus, yep. Jesus. Yep. Yeah, and I and that's the thing. I just think that, if you leave Jesus out, uh, the salt has no flavor. Amen. I, I didn't think of that coming in in my preparation. That's a great point. There's just no flavor. One point. Man, I'm dude. That's two for today, right? Yeah. Well, that's two. For, yeah. 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 Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy, because so, I'm not always in this good a mood. So I, so, but you're on. You're on target. Yeah, so. But in that, and that is that is the reality of it, right? Um. If you're leaving the name Jesus out, you're not salt and light. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not. Because that's, that's honestly, that's the power. Jesus is the power of everything we do. And, you know, and if you leave the power out, you, there's, the, the salt is good. But if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? How are you going to season anything if there's no nothing in it? And, and that's the same way with Jesus. If you leave him out, how are you going to get people to the cross if you leave out the reason for the cross. I always go back to my conversion, and uh, I didn't think about Jesus too much. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got saved, and I started thinking about Jesus all the time. Mm -hmm. He came into every conversation. It just And my family got angry at me. They got angry. Can't you talk about anything but Jesus? No. And it's, no, I I really can't, because I talk about (laughs) what I'm thinking about. And uh, 
boy, oh boy. And it's interesting. It, I, I remember when I met Joelle in summer of 76 and man, I was enamored. She's so beautiful. And we just clicked and I was in love, 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 love. And I was driving people crazy back at Bible college. She was in Detroit. I'll come back to finish up my final year uh, at, at Bible college. Bible school. So we were 763.2 miles apart. Right. <laughs> just to be, and I wrote her every day and I, I drove people crazy. Just like, I don't want to hear about her anymore, but right. you talk about what you're thinking about. Exactly. And when you, when you're a worshiper of Jesus and he's in you and he never leaves you, he never forsakes right. you. He's promised you everlasting life and he's given you his strength. You're thinking about him and you're talking about him. Yeah. When I, um, so, so I, I have uh, a friend of mine, and he and I, we've been doing a lot of stuff together. He's been helping me out a lot, uh, getting things uh, put together. At any rate, every time we do something, I'm like, and it turns out good, I'm like, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. And we were looking for some things, and um, uh, the first thing I did, I stopped, and I said, hold up, we need to pray. And here's my simple prayer. Jesus, give us eyes to see. Jesus, we want to be good stewards of yours. Please guide us. Yeah, well, it was we were looking for something that had hit the that we had gotten lost or misplaced, but I was like, Jesus, give us eyes to see. You know where it's at, Lord. Yep. And then then we find it every time. And then I stop and go, Thank you, Jesus. Right? Because why? Why would I do that? Well, because first off, Jesus is the only one that can give me eyes to see. There is no other God that can do that. And second, if I found it, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Why would I, get, why would I not give him praise for that? Out loud. Mm-hmm. Out loud. And I don't care who's around. Why? Well, because I love Jesus. And I know that's where the power comes from. And I'm salt and light. It's not hard to get you to talk about your granddaughter. It's not hard to get you to talk about motorcycles <laughs> because it's stuff that you love. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you know, of course, Jesus is the ultimate. And so it's all connected to him. Right. And I think that is a huge part of being salt and light. We're thinking right. about him. We're praising him. We're reaching out to him to guide us. We're not ashamed of him. Uh, if, if calling his name offends people, it's okay. I'd rather offend somebody in Jesus' name than have them just not even ever hear his name right. except in right. vain. Well, and, no, you know, um, people, and you've had this, they get mad in church and they leave. Or you say something that people don't like and they tell you they get mad at you for saying it. And I tell people all the time, I would rather you leave mad than God leave mad. Yeah. I love what the evangelist Billy Sunday said, uh, somebody rebuked him because he was pretty hard on those days on alcohol and prohibition and all the stuff that was going down. It was a different world back then. And somebody came to him and said, you know, Billy, you're a great preacher, but you sometimes you just rub the fur the wrong way. Remember what he said? Turn the cat around. Turn the cat around. (laughs) (laughs) He was salt and he was light. And many people came to the kingdom because he was salt and he was light. Well, wasn't it Jonathan Edwards that said, um, if, if you want to, uh, if you want people to listen, catch yourself on fire. People come watch you burn. They'll come and watch you burn. Yeah. And it's just be passionate, right? That's being light. Burning is light. It's light. Yeah. And the words that you give them from the scriptures, that's the salt, man. That's mm-hmm. the flavor. That's the power. That's the, that's that contact that you're talking about. 
So guys, listen, I, I'm just going to tell you the role of a Christian as salt and light in the world is hindered or prevented, right? Because we, we have to understand what stops it is it hindered or prevented uh, when you make choices or compromise and settle for the things that are more convenient or comfortable. Mm -hmm. Therein lies the problem. If you're going to be salt and light, then that means that you go against the world. Now, I'm not saying go against like you attack. What I'm saying is you don't stand with them. And, 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 and listen, just because it's legal doesn't mean that it's biblical. Yeah, to be salt and light, you're going to have to be countercultural, amen. You, you, you know, have to. Only thing you, that goes down, goes, you know, you can be a dead fish. You just go downstream. You, to be salt and light, you got to be a live fish. you got to go upstream against go upstream. the current. Yep. You have to be unmistakable. Mm -hmm. Listen, guys, I just want you to know that when we separate ourselves from the Holy Spirit and the power therein, and we separate ourselves from a godly lifestyle, our testimony is compromised, if not we, gone. We, we stink, and we, we stink things We're rancid. Up. We're rancid. Yeah, yeah we're, we, we're spoiled. Yeah. We're, we have lost our value. God still Not loves us, for the dump. but we're, we've lost our value. And the most valuable thing we have is our testimony. Yeah. So guys, listen, only by remaining focused on Christ and being obedient to him, can we expect to remain to be salt and light? If you step away, you become rancid, spiritually speaking, and you're not good for the land and you're not even good for the landfill. So, hey, guys, listen, hang in there, be salt, be light. And I hope this podcast has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless.